Welcome to Cinnamon Sugar Toast, a podcast on the struggle before success. I'm Felicia Misek. Thanks for joining me to hear what inspires a person to change and start their decide story. It's estimated that we make over 35,000 decisions daily. On my show today, we are going to talk with Laconia Seymour. Laconia will share his decide story on how he went from having discipline as a youth to becoming the classic physique champion. Welcome, Laconia. Greetings, greetings. Thank you for having me. Now, I never hear Laconia. Like, what? <laughs> Every time someone says your name, it's always Seymour. No, people can't pronounce my first name for some reason. They'll look at it, they'll see it, and they'll mispronounce it anyway, so I just say, call me Seymour. <laughs> so, it's just my last name. That's easier. It's easier. Yeah, it's just easier. Can I call you Seymour? Yes. All right, Seymour, yeah. how did you discover that you wanted to become a bodybuilder? Well, honestly... Years and years ago when I was little, I'd seen, I guess, a guy that my mom had grew up with. And um, he was huge. He was musk. He was more muscular than anybody else. He was just this big, crazy-looking, mean dude. But he was short and stocky with bloodshot eyes. And for some reason, I wanted to look like that. <laughs> no idea why. I, just wanted, I wanted to look like that short powerlifter guy. And, you know, I asked him what he does. And he said, you know, I'm a powerlifter. And I said, well, what is that? He was like, I just pick up heavy stuff and put it down. And I was like, well, what's, what's wrong with your eyes? And they were bloodshot. And I guess he had said he was, he was either deadlifting or squatting, and his eyeballs actually, like, popped out of the sockets. And then they pushed him back in. Okay, so how old were you when you saw this? Oh, God. I had to be, like, 11, I think, at that time. It's like 11 or 12, maybe, at that point. All right, so take me on that journey. So you're 11 or 12. You saw what I think most people would be like, oh, goodness, that guy is, what, scary? Is he big? Like, how do you describe that? It was, it was impressive. Impressive? <laughs> it, it, it was impressive. Like, he stood out um, amongst everyone else that was around at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm just looking at this dude, and he, he looked like a real-life Incredible Hulk that you would see on TV. And like the superheroes, the little figures I used to play with. And you've never seen anybody like that in, in real life to begin with. And I see a human being that looked like that. And I'm like, what, what is that? My mom always said, he was, that's why bodybuilders stuck in my head. I'm like, oh, he's a bodybuilder. But he was a competitive powerlifter is what he was really into. From that point, it was like, okay, cool. I, I think I need to be a, a bodybuilder like that guy because I want to look like him. That's, that was my goal from that point on was to look like that dude. So how did you get into lifting weights? I'd seen a Flex magazine, I think it was. It was a Flex magazine, got it at Foodland, had my mom buy it for me, actually. And once I opened that book, it was a wrap. I had seen more muscular people, more strong men in that. And um, they used to show the world's strongest man, actually, on um, ESPN at the time. And I used to watch that as much as I could. And you see these dudes just lifting crazy amounts of stuff and um, moving it. And I was like, yeah, I want to I, I do that. So I went and bought some weights. How old are you for that? Like, you know, if your mom's buying the magazine, you can't be that much older than the time when you saw this incredible Hulk guy. It was, I think by the time I got to buying my weights, I was 13, 14. Okay. So you're 13 or 14. So how did you even earn the money to buy your own weights? Paper route. <laughs> got a paper route. I asked my mom to buy me some weights. Like, hey, if you want it, you got to go earn it. So I got a paper route, three dollars three dollars a week. Saved up all my money and bought all the cement weights I could. <laughs> bought all the cement weights I could with a one of those um, like Red Rider buggies or the um the wagon, a red wagon. 
grabbed me and my little brother. We walked down, bought all the weights that man let me put in there, and we drug them up the hill to my mom's basement and started lifting weights. <laughs> so no training at all. You're looking at a magazine. You're like, this is what I want to be. You save up all your money, and you buy concrete weights. Yes. And um, every... <laughs> I would flick through those those magazines, man, and every exercise that I seen those dudes doing, I'd mimic <laughs> pretty much. And I used to do pull-ups from the pipes in the basement. Got yelled at a lot for that. Mm. Apparently, you're not supposed to pull your body up from pipes that supply your house with gas. But I did. I didn't weigh that much, so hey, I didn't care. And then I'd flex in the mirror. Huh. So, I mean, what about that look, like, intrigued you? What? Why did you want to have that look? I wanted to be Mr. Olympia. That was my thing. I wanted to be the best bodybuilder in the world. Mr. Olympia, at that time, he was uh, Dorian Yates. And there was a picture of him on the back of every Flex magazine, um, just with his bicep up and a, a box of egg beaters, I think it was. And I, I wanted to be like him, yeah, Dorian Yates. I just I want to be like Dorian Yates. I want to be the number one bodybuilder in the world, a superstar in the industry. This, that, and every that's all I wanted to do, be a superstar in bodybuilding. How most kids want to be a superstar in football and basketball, I just want to be a superstar in bodybuilding. That was my thing. So you're 13, 14 years old. You're lifting concrete weights mm -hmm. with no supervision whatsoever. <laughs> you and your brother just going at it. Yep. All right. So from there, you start, what, like, what take, what's that next step? You know, you're in high school now. Are you lifting in the high school? or? We were actually, um, I actually did a powerlifting meet. In the, um, I got a membership at the VFW here in Ambridge, actually, um, across the street from the high school. And um, I did a powerlifting meet. There's a, a well-known powerlifter in the area, Tony Farr. He was actually, he's actually the one that taught me how to bench squat and deadlift properly. And everybody, the football team pretty much used to work out at the VFW at that point in time. You know, we'd do the workouts that we could in the school. For the most part, we would go to the VFW and work out in the ninth grade and uh, entered a power meet and uh, came in second place. And that was the worst feeling ever. Came in second place in a power lift. I thought I was the strongest thing coming and I lost <laughs> to this skinny, wiry kid <laughs> that had better form and better technique than me. Mm. Never again. No more second. I, got a, I still got the silver medal at my mom's house, actually. Okay. Never again. So what's that silver medal mean to you? It's the first loser. <laughs> That's it. I was the first loser. And I, I had the strength, I had the power, I had everything that I needed to do it, but I was, had reservations about the way. I didn't want to not hit a weight in front of people. I think that's what it was. And um, yeah, Tony Farr took over my card. He was mad at me. He was like, you work out with these weights that you're doing in this meet. It was like, you're, not, you're supposed to go above and beyond, not do stuff that you're comfortable with. And I was like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, that was that. And from that point on, it was just pretty much um, training for football and um, whatever gyms that once I got my license and all of that, that I could drive to and work out in that didn't need a, um, <laughs> a parental signature. <laughs> just give them my money, go in and work out. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we got there. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> So, so your first competition, you became, mm -hmm. like you said, the first loser. Yes. That sets a fire in you. Yes. So if that fire is in you, why wait so long to compete again? Uh, fear of failure. That's about it. Fear of failure. And um, I'd actually, I'd linked up with, right after high school, my main goal was to become a professional bodybuilder. That's all I wanted to do, be a professional bodybuilder. Nothing more, nothing less. 
and um, went over to another gym and started training. And I actually got mixed in with, with some cats that were doing really, really good, um, competing at the national level. These guys were monsters. They were huge. And then I went to a show and I actually seen a professional bodybuilder. I seen Jay Cutler for the first time in real life. I said, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I said, that, he's huge. Like, um, for one, I thought they were way taller than what they were. So I thought, you know, I'm shorter. I'm going to look bigger than you. No, they were the same height as me. But they were like four or five of me. So how tall are you? And I'm five, six and a half. Okay, so five, six and a half. Mm-hmm. All these people are about the same height as you. Yes. All right. And shorter. And shorter. <laughs> yes. Right. It was mind-blowing. Uh, how can you get that much muscle on a frame? They were bigger than my mom's high school friend, and he was the biggest person that I had seen up until that point in life. Mm-hmm. And these guys are way bigger than that. And I was like, oh, oh, this is going to take a while because in my eyes, I was going to be Mr. Olympia by the time I was 21. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these guys, they had... 10 years under their belt before they even got to the Olympia stage. And um, yeah, so that was an eye opener and, and kind of a reality check of what it took to get, you know, to that level. And at that point, there was actually no, um, there was no classic physique. There was no actually uh, two twelves, which actually sparked my interest later on in life uh, back into getting into bodybuilding. But um, yeah, I got around a bunch of cats and uh, they, they were very, very extreme. And long story short, I don't think many of them are alive anymore or free, to be honest with you. And it, it came to the point with me in life where my oldest son was born at that time and I, my daughter was on the way. And I was like, OK, um, I'm either going to have to buy diapers or Diana ball. <laughs> it was just that simple, you know. So, you know, you back off for a little bit and live life, let life happen a little bit. But you never, never stop training, never stop uh, living the lifestyle, honestly, I just slowly, slowly, slowly grew. And um, but it sounds yeah. like you grew mentally because high school you took second place. Yes. After yes. high school, there's some time in between there. Yeah. What did you do in between that time? Well, actually, my oldest son, he was born. I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school, and that was just my goal. I was going to turn pro. I had in my head that I was going to turn pro, get these contracts, and that's how it was going to happen. I was just going to be the next great thing, take care of my family. It don't work like that in real life. There's a lot of steps you got to go through. And um, I had a lot of growing to do. Um, men- mentally, I had to back away because of the extremes that, um, that the sport can bring you to. And um, Talk about that. Uh, well, a lot of the young cats now that I know that I train at, you know, I get a lot of questions about supplementation, drugs, this, that, and everything else. I'm very open about what I do, um, you know, what I've used, what I'm going to use, or how I use what I use. And um, you got to take your time. I was over at a gym, World Class Fitness in Moon, and they seen me blowing up real quick. And the guys that own it, the guys that run it, and they grabbed me and pulled me to the side and said, you can either, um, you can approach this thing two ways. They said, you got great genetics. You can go as far as you want. But you can go about this two ways. You can, um, you can take a glass and dump everything in it. Everything's going to spill out. You're going to fill the glass up quick, but then you're going to have a mess to clean up afterwards. Or you can take your time and slowly fill the glass up and enjoy the drink. So I, I immediately knew what he was talking about. And, um, you know, you see a few people disappear, die, get addicted to recreational drugs and everything else. And that makes you think, you're like, ah, this lifestyle really ain't what I thought it was going to be. So it was either, you know, take care of my family 
or um, chase this pretty much pipe dream that will always be there. There's always going to be competitions. There's always going to be the stage. You know, the pro level of this game isn't going anywhere. So I had to take care of what I needed to take care of first so that I could have fun later. There was a guy that I was training with up there. That's what really opened my eyes. He, he had had a battle with uh, heroin or whatever. He was, he was massive. He was 280 pounds and he was 5'7". He was huge. And I come to work out one day, you know, I'm going to meet him up there, going to work out and April Fool's Day, actually. And uh, I go say, hey, you know, when he shows up, tell him I'm in the back. And it was like, he's dead. I said, you mean he's dead? I'm like, yeah, his birthday was yesterday. He overdosed last night. Hmm. I said, oh, April Fool's, y'all messing with me, man. They were like, no, Seymour, he's gone. I said, what? what? No, he's going to show me how to get to 280 pounds. He's going to show me to get as big as he is. And no more. He was gone. And uh, that was a big, that was a real big eye opener right there. I said, oh, so uh, all of these guys, you know, not everybody, but I, I say burning the candle extremely on both ends. You know, you, you can't do that. And um, I know from a lot of stuff that you see growing up and being right, certain things only lead you to one path. And that wasn't a chance I was willing to take. I wasn't psychologically mature enough, I guess, to try to balance the two. You know, you, you get into doing, oh, you got to take this for pain, do this for that. And then that leads into other things that people got a lot of problems with now. And that ain't my cup of tea. I figured I'd avoid that at all costs. So, so but you do supplements. Yes. Right? So yes. Um, talk, take me through your supplement journey then. You know, you didn't supplement by using drugs. You have supplements and then you have anabolics. Why did you choose not to go the route that the 270 pound bodybuilder went? Well, um, I found myself getting ready to do a show and um, one of the guys that I was training with, he gave me a, a list of drugs to take to weigh 175 pounds on stage. And at this point in time, I was already 180, I was a whopping 185 pounds. And um, this was about $4,000 worth of drugs to weigh 175 pounds on stage. What? Right. Right. I said, um, I, <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm going to take this amount of drugs, I need to be 260 pounds on stage. Mm -hmm. I don't need this in my life right now. I'm going to go ahead and take my time. And then that's kind of when I backed off a lot and just backed away from it altogether. Because that there, and then he had the audacity, well, you'll, you'll never get to where you need to be. Because this, you know, this is part of the game. So I said, okay, so if I got to take this much to weigh 175, what do I got to take to weigh 198, which is the top of the next class up from the 175? Well, we'll figure it out when we get there. I was like, no, nah, you ain't going to figure it out with me. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. It, it's not going to happen. And um, I've seen a lot of people crash and burn doing that. You know, I mean, they, they look great for a few years and then they're gone. And I'm rolling up on 40 now and I'm still able to maintain <laughs> and still slowly building what I started decades ago. So how do, how do you do this? You don't take the drugs. Tell us about those two different routes. Okay, well, um, like I said before, I'm very open about what I do. And um, you can use drugs or you can abuse drugs. Um, if you use how a doctor would prescribe or how they were intended to be used and how they're created to be used, you have little to no issues at all, period. Um, as bodybuilders or physique competitors, we tend to go to the extreme. If a little works, Great. Imagine what a lot more will do. 
and then you're stuck. Yeah, that's how you destroy your body. That's how you expire early. That's how you run into all these health problems. That's you, you crash and burn. And I, I try to tell that to every young cat that comes up to me, that inboxes me, um, that I work with. You know, they all want it now, just like I did. And I tell them, you pump your brakes, man. It, it it's gonna be here. It, it's gonna be here. Take your time. Build your body as far as you can naturally. All the over-the-counter supplements. Do what you need to do there, and then come see me once you stalled out and then we can maybe discuss going to the next level and that's only if you you plan on getting something out of it and if you want to you want to be extreme just to be the biggest guy in a bar or the strongest guy in your gym i'm gonna give you a a no-no real quick and and completely dismiss your notion you gotta you you gotta there's gotta be an end game to it you know you you gotta have a an, an end to it because it will win. <laughs> it, it will win. You won't beat it. Trust me. And I, I get that a lot too. So I'm just going to do, I just want to do one cycle. No, once you start, you're not going to stop. It's just a matter of having the, um, the, the psychological toughness to know when enough is enough or to know your levels or your limits or you will die. That um, so you wanted to be a weightlifter, right? Mm-hmm. You learned this 13 years old, seeing the uh, incredible Hawkman in real life. You know, you embraced uh, the supplements you rather take versus uh, the drugs. What do you do to maintain this level? Completely obsess over the lifestyle. Completely obsess over it. You're constantly setting goals. Um, you're constantly, constantly working at it and constantly chipping away at it. You, um, as far as I go, I'm always in the mirror. It's, it's sometimes my wife comes downstairs and looks at me and shakes her head and walks right back up because I'm always examining every inch of my body to make sure that it's where I need it to be or where I want it to be for when I step on stage. And um, that's what took me so long to get to the stage is it just I needed to have the ideal physique for my frame to present on stage. Um, nothing more, nothing less. I, I could care less about what someone else thinks about my physique or um, their opinions on, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that. If, if you did this or you did, no, it's, I have to be completely 100% happy with the package that I'm bringing to the stage. And I don't think anybody from outside of me can affect that. You know, it just, it has to be, I have to see in my head what the ideal physique is before I can present it. So you took first place in two divisions in the 2019 MPC Elite Physique Championship. You took home first place in the classic true novice and also first place in the classic 35. What does that mean to you? Almost everything, because I think when we get into our 30s, a lot of people give up. They give up on a dream that they had. And um, for me, every time I step into a gym, every time I touch a weight, one goal, one goal only, and that's to get to the pro stage. So seeing so many people just come and go and give up. Or they even, are you still, you still lifting weights? Are you still working out? Are you still, yep, <laughs> until I accomplish that goal. <laughs> and then there's going to be a new set of goals once I get to the pro stage. But, yeah, it's, it means almost everything to me. That particular show, The Elite Physique, to be quite honest with you, I was supposed to do with a good friend of mine a few years ago when he lived up here. And, um... He passed away actually seven days after his child was born. His first child was born. Actually, April Fool's Day, actually, uh, last year, uh, 2019. He passed away, and I, I seen it on Facebook or something like that. 
and and he was always on me. Man, get on stage, get on stage, stop messing around, just get on stage and turn pro. And I was supposed to do this same show with um, Troy several years ago, and he had just had his first child. He was so happy, this, that, and everything else, and he died in his sleep. Died seven, seven days old, his child was. And I think that's what I was like, yep, it's time to either or get off the pot. <laughs> you know, I got to make this happen now. What, four or five months before that, I had lost my, my younger brother. And that was that kind of got the ball rolling too there. And then losing Troy, I said, oh, man, I might be running out of time soon. <laughs> so we got to go ahead and accomplish these goals that I set all these years ago. And not that I'd given up on them or I'd slowed down on them substantially. And, um, yeah, I, I think that, that might have been what, what lit the fire even more. And just knowing I was supposed to be on stage with him at some point, and he's gone now. I'll never get on stage with him again. That was always something we wanted to do is get on stage and compete against each other. That, that's gone now. So now I have to just keep going <laughs> and fulfill what he said I need to be doing. Talk to me about who you include to help you move forward. Like, who do you include in this whole journey? Oh, man. The, um, whew. The list is long, <laughs> um, but first, it's got to be my wife for putting up with it and <laughs> putting up with me. The amount of food that I eat, the constant training. Um, the only thing that comes before my training is my kids. That's it. You know, I don't miss a workout for anybody, anything. As my, The day my brother got killed, I took care of what I needed to take care of that day, went to the gym and trained. <laughs> I, got, I, I have to train, period. You know, nothing comes before, unless it's my children, absolutely nothing comes before it so you know it's it's the wife the my co-workers putting up with the attitudes the mood swings the the the, the being tense and you know not being able to eat what everybody else eats when they want me to eat it and everything they just look at me and shake their head and they're like oh man you, you back at this again but that's just that's me that's how when I'm locked in on something I'm locked in on it and I have to accomplish it I have to finish it I was locked in on that I had to do it and now it's it's on to the next goal all right, so you said something that made me want to ask you another question. All right. <laughs> okay. Tragedy hits. Things that happen at home. So many different things are happening in your life. Why choose to continue the workout? Have to. I have to. It's the um, it's my pattern. I got a very um addictive personality as actually most bodybuilders and physique competitors do we have very addictive personalities and we pick our poison that was actually one of the reasons why i got away from it when i was young too because i recognized that i had an addictive personality young and you know you're either going to jump full speed into this and burn out or die or you're going to find a different way to accomplish it so i had i just absolutely had to continue training the way that i trained um, at the, the tempo and rate that I did things. Um, it's, it's an art to me, and I, I have to finish the painting, no matter what. <laughs> you know, no matter what, I have to finish what I started. And I think that's what, what pretty much continuously pushes me to keep going. I have to see what I want on stage, and then I'll be happy. 
maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, you know, one of the things you said to me before was about um, your love for a lowrider car. Yes. And I would love for you to share that comparison <laughs> to, with everyone else. Okay. Well, uh, people always ask, why did you wait so long to compete? Well, it's like my favorite car is a 64 Chevy Impala. Now, you want to take it to the lowrider show. But you can't take it all rusted and beat up or torn up or, or all stock. I mean, it's a lowrider show. It's got to be done. So every few years, you, you put some work into it. You work on it. You work on it. You pull it out the garage. You show it. And then you cover it back up and put it back in the garage and work on it some more. It's, it's a process. That's the way I look at building my body. It's a very long, drawn-out process. It was, um, it, it's like I, I don't, I don't want to show everything all at once. And, you know, I'm not drag racing up and down the street. I just want to show it. And then put it away. Where'd it go? I, I don't know, man. I had it, but I, you're still in there. But we're going to show you again in the spring. Like that. You know? Um, I know it's, uh, I'm always working out with my shirt off. And I ain't showing you everything now. I ain't showing you everything yet. I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to cover it back up and disappear again. And that's just how, that's how I like in bodybuilding um, as far as it goes with me. It's, it's just a little bit at a time. I'm just adding, 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 adding. And I've almost got it to where I want it to be, to where I'm ready to show it all the time now. Mm -hmm. It's going to break down. I'm going to have to put it back in the garage and work on some things. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> what keeps you motivated? Is there any books? Is there music? Um, you know, what keeps you determined to get to this next level? My kids. My kids. My kids say they want to do something. They get up and they do it. And, and that's it. And they don't stop. They do not stop. They, they got goals they want to accomplish. And... Instead of me just, you know, sitting back, letting life pass me, I can't let them get all the, all, all the fire. You know, I say, hey, man, they, if they're doing it, I can do it. I told them that they could do it. So why ain't I doing it? So if I were to stop, I feel like I'd be letting a lot of people down, and including my kids, number one. I think they'd be the ones I let down. If I quit training and quit chasing this, I think they would be the ones I'd disappoint the most. Because they'd be like, nah, man, you said you ain't supposed to quit. You ain't supposed to give up no matter what. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. So I don't think I will <laughs> anytime soon anyway. Where do you think this drive came from? It, it had to come from my mom because she was the type, is the type of person. She'll tell you, you can do it. whatever you want to do, do it. If you, if you think you can do it, do it. If you don't think you can do it, we'll give it a try. You might, you might like it. Do it. If you want something, you got to work for it. It was always, that's how I was raised too. If you want something, you got to work for it. You do what you got to do to accomplish your goals. And don't stop until you accomplish your goals. And that's pretty much how I've raised my children. I'm raising my children. And that's pretty much how I live my life, you know. If I want it, I got to do whatever it takes to get what I want and where I want to get it. What's the next level of activity for you? What's the next level? How do you evolve from right now? First competition as an adult, you took first place in not one category, but two categories. What's next in Seymour's story? Mr. Pittsburgh. First weekend of May. Um, I'm actually going to do a bodybuilding class because I just want, I want the Mr. Pittsburgh title. Nothing more, nothing less. That's all. I just want that title, Mr. Pittsburgh. And I ain't going to stop until I get it. What I'm competing in now, where I plan on turning pro is as a classic physique competitor. That's um, height and weight based. You know, they, they have stipulations on, at, at my height, I can weigh in the NPC no more than 175 pounds at my height. That's in classic physique. Now, as a bodybuilder, 
all in. At my height, to be competitive at the next level, I have to be on stage 198, um, well over 200 pounds. I have no interest in being that heavy anymore. I'm too old, <laughs> I'm too beat up, and I'm just too old for that nonsense to carry around that kind of weight and push my body that, that far anymore. And to be honest with you, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not pleased with that look anymore. Um, I, I like a more, I don't want to say natural looking physique, but uh, a more attainable physique. And that's why I'm so obsessed with classic physique right now. It's, it's height weight based and it's just a cleaner, more natural, more attainable looking physique. You know, it's neat. It's cool weighing the 240, 250 pounds. I've been there before. You know, everybody looks, asking you, hey, bro, when'd you just get out of prison? I'm like, never, <laughs> like never, I've never been to prison. I don't plan on going. No time sooner. Do you play football? I'm like, have you ever seen an NFL player that's five, six, and 250? No, no, it's no. That's not me. I'm, but I honestly, I just, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's unhealthy. And I'm getting too old <laughs> to be carrying around that crazy weight anymore. And there's, um, I've, I've always had a goal was to present a, um, a level up. Like on a regional stage, I've always wanted to present a national level physique. Mm -hmm. When I'm on the national stage, my goal is to present a professional level physique. At the pro stage, I'm just gonna push it to the limit at that point because now we got some money on the line, you know? Mm -hmm. now, now we can make some money back out of it. I want, I'm gonna compete as a, uh, a middleweight in the Mr. Pittsburgh competition. And I'm still gonna do my classic physique classes also because I, you know, I need them too. <laughs> that's, that's my, I, I love that class, that's just where I'm at. But um, my hard focus for the Pittsburgh is just uh, to win that overall closed portion of the show and get that Mr. Pittsburgh title. That's what I want to do that for. So is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Don't quit. Just keep going. If you want it, get it. And do whatever it takes to get there. <laughs> well, not whatever it takes to get there within reason, but, you know, and take your time, you know, especially. I know I, know I talk a lot of wild stuff when I'm on, like, on the Instagram and all that, but I'm also very um, conscious of my audience. And I know that there's a lot of younger cats out there because as far as I see it, most people my age or in my age bracket, they pretty much given up <laughs> on their bodies. You know, that's evident as, it, you know, if I, I go to an event and, you know, I see other parents and stuff sitting around their bellies out there, they done given up. They don't, you know, they don't care about how they look. Did they give up or are they just, I'm at this level of life. I already have a wife. I already have kids. I mean... Or do you think they just gave up? I, I, I feel like they just gave up because I get it all the time. They say, oh, you know, I, I look like that, but, you know, I'm married and I got kids. I'm like, oh, man, I'm married, too. I got a wife. I got four kids. I got a house. I got four dogs. I got five vehicles. Go to work every day. You think I just get up and look like? No, no. Or that you must work out like eight hours. No, no. Forty five minutes a day hour and 15 minutes a day and then I got to go home when I'm up two or three hours later that cell phone's blowing up she don't know where I'm at I'm still here I'm still here at the <laughs> no no it don't work that's real life I agree with that there's yeah. some people who out there work three four hours right and I'm sitting here thinking like either your sets are too long yes or you over there talking yes so yes. you recommend in and out in and out you, you stick to your plan knock your goals out now if you're doing cardio and other stuff so be it but I just got, I go into the gym and I'm in there talking. If I have five, five minute conversations, that's 25 minutes gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ain't getting that back. How many times I say I work out six days a week. Now we, we, we into some hours now. <laughs> you know, I done lost a lot of time. I can't do it. Headphones on, hoodie up, work, get in, get out.
and get back to your regular life. And I just feel like a lot of people, you know, have given up or they don't want to push themselves anymore. I, I don't know. It, excuses. Uh, that's, uh, to me, it's excuses. That's what I always excuses. say. Excuses. Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons why I follow you. I, um, I've been following you on Instagram for a while now, uh, and you're very real and to the point. And I think that's what made me want to talk with you today because you're intentional about your movements. You do it and it's intentional and that's what I'm about. I am all about action. And when I see action, I'm like, I think that's the difference between people, you know, the difference between when we both decide we want to do something, but the difference between the two of those people would be the action they take. So I thank you for being intentional. I thank you for sharing your message constantly because these, these, like you said, I love the fact that you say cats. So I think that (laughs) that's going to be my word for the next week. You can have it. You can have it. These young cats. I love the fact that you know and you're conscious about the young cats that listen to you Um, because every, like you said, you started at 13. You saw one person, Mm -hmm. Mr. Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. Still, my mind. I don't know if I would see it as an incredible person. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That one person, that one spark did something to you, and it led you to today. Yes. So, uh, let's see, we're 40 years old. You didn't give up. Nope. 38. 38. 38. We ain't 40 yet. We ain't 40 we ain't yet. 48. We're flirting with it. Yeah, we ain't kissed her. No, 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 no. We friends. We friends. We yeah. friends. We friends. I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to get there. Right. You right. know, I'm going to be upset when I get there. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, I'm holding yeah, strong at that's 38. It. That's it. Right. I also wanted to say that you're actually one of the main reasons why I put so much focus on Instagram, period. Three, a few years ago, probably. I don't know, four or five years ago, tore my Achilles and then um, had a blood clot that left the leg, went to the lung, almost died, all that nonsense. Um, And, you know, it was on um, unemployment and disability. And they make you take a class up at the mall if you want to continue, I guess, what is that, getting the benefits or whatever, Mm. or getting the the disability. And uh, and it just helps you prepare yourself to get back into the workforce. And um, you came and spoke to our class about, um, you know, just getting out there and getting back to work, you know, um, focusing, building, building the brand. That's what it was, building your brand and promoting yourself and how big of a tool the Internet is and can be to um, to, to promote, you know, what you want to do. And um, so many people in that class, they were just they were done uh, pretty much. They seemed to be done with life. And like I was excited. And you 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 said. And one thing I always remember, you said, find you a platform and perfect it. You know, stick with one and perfect it. And I said, okay, well, I cuss too much for YouTube. I ain't going to make no money on YouTube. <laughs> Facebook is just weird. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not on there. It's not a dating site for me, so I'm not there to hook up with anybody. I said, Instagram, they pretty much let anything fly. That's what I like to do. So, yeah, I just want to do it. I, so that's why I post so much on Instagram. And people ask, well, why don't you stick to the, put it on the YouTube, this, that, and that. Because as soon as I say how I really talk, demonetize. There's no money being made. And, you know, if you got somebody sitting there watching the YouTube with their kid, they ain't going to want to hear me MF and everything and using the words that I use. on. And I, I, I understand that. Whereas Instagram, you can just scroll right past me. You ain't even got to tap to hear my voice. So, yeah, that's where I came from. Well, I hope you get more followers to the point that you're like, you know what? I'm ready for YouTube. Uh, we're going to get there. Some how-to videos. Yeah, yeah that, that. Hey, you're, you're a physique guy. I'm going to do a muted, though, probably. It'll just be an instructional with 
With some words. Text. Yeah, that's it. With, with text. Or voiceover. You <laughs> yeah, with voiceover. Text. Yeah. You know. That'll be fine. Yeah. Well, thank that's you right. so much for that, honestly. No thank you, Simon. And I want to also give a shout out to Oak Crow Coffee House for allowing us to use their location uh, for our interview today. Also, our music today is brought by Am Baden 2. Oh, Frank. Frank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know Frank? That's my man right yeah. there. Yes. He's always posting beats on Instagram. Yes, yes, so I was is. like, dude. Let's let me let's do this. He's actually going to do my music for me to pose to. Nice. On a, at a, um, for the Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, Very cool. Yeah, he put me a few together for the um, for the elite, but he he put them on the thing, and I'm like, no, I don't want nobody to hear it. He had put it on Instagram, uh -huh. and then I was like, no, 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 no it I need be that mine. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be for me. I need. I want him to sit there. Who is this dude? And then they hear, oh, oh, that, that's what it, you need to hit him in the mouth. There, I can't. I don't want nobody to hear it. So I didn't use what he had made for me. Right. Like, dang, but, but no, you're right working on. on something for me. That's that's tight. That's tight. I like that. That's cool. He's a cool cat. He is. <laughs> Groovy dude. That's Groovy another one I use. <laughs> Groovy dude. Yeah. Where is that where your vocabulary is coming from? Mama said I had an old soul. Yo. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, old soul. What I want to think. <laughs> thank you, Seymour, for your time. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening. I'm Felicia Meisick. Join me next week as I share a new Decide story.